Hot off the presses. It is election night. We are here for the 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 What is is it the election of the of the century? The election of the millennium. Okay, so I don't want to make this any more weirder than it already is. I am here back in Louisville with my brother and my brother from another. Uh, fun fact about Justin Metcalf, the guy to my left, in my phone in high school, brother two was just how he always was, was, was listed. We had a very, very close relationship. He is a Marine. Thank you for Aww. your service, sir. And when I got back to Louisville, he said, we need to have a, pol- a politics conversation. When you have a conversation about politics, I said, all right, let's rock. Uh, this is the Podical Sons podcast. This might as well be episode one with uh, me and your boy Lance. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing too much talking. Uh, might as well might as well open up Lance. What's good? Man, you know, I feel like the air is just crispy. It's like primed for some real historical shit like you you, have y'all been getting the feeling that we're living inside of history right now technically we always are but yes no this 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 moment normal though right like like if Anne frank if she was staying in the basement under Anne frank and she was just a little girl like you know staying in the attic and you was just you you didn't you didn't know you didn't know but you was in history. You could have been keeping a diary about the noise you keep hearing in the attic, and you would have been a historian. That's a rough uh, comparison. I think it's hard for me to go. I was with you because I'm actually living in this time, but when you went to Anne Frank and the person like hearing it and as if it was like a raccoon. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you, I, obviously... We're 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 obviously living in history at this point in time, and Justin, like I guess it feels weird to say because like we always have, but Justin, what would you say to the to the concept of the history that we're in right now in, in America? I think if you're talking about what's going on in 2020, the election, COVID is definitely unprecedented. Uh, That's the word that everybody uses. Yes, so. It, I mean, yeah, that's a fact. If you're talking about living in history, if this is significant, absolutely. Yeah, with the, I mean, with the pandemic, pandemic. yeah, going on during an election. It's threefold, right? If we're talking about historical events that we remember, right? We remember plagues, right? We were or famines, just social things. We remember, or we remember social unrest or social and elections, and then we remember because it's threefold, y'all. We remember natural disasters, and I feel like there's a bunch of natural disasters that we will that that will like mark the 2020, not just hurricanes and stuff. To take this a little bit left, but also on the same train, Sean Connery died last weekend at the age of 90, and I feel like because because Kobe happened at the beginning of this year, like all of the celebrity deaths as crazy and there's been some crazy celebrity deaths some like historic celebrity deaths within 2020 and you know there's a meme you know like oh there go 2020 again and everyone's memeing the hell out of 2020 but like sean connery is an example of like i thought it would be a big it it would have been a bigger deal if 2020 wasn't what it is are you comparing sean connery in his career to kobe bryant in his career 
um, saying that if uh, I'm, I'm comparing the impact of their demise, obviously Kobe and Gigi was much more tragic in how it happened and he's traveling, but it was a big hit. I, I was coming home. This is how night, like how regular 2020 was until March. I was coming back from the theater watching Parasite and winning the best picture when I was on the couch and saw my phone and about the Kobe news happened. So like that felt like a change for everything. And it actually did because like movie theater shut down after that. Justin, where was you at? Where was you at when, um, when you learned Kobe died? Uh, I was at home. Uh, I saw it on Facebook. My brother posted about it. He was like, no, not Kobe. And I was like, I just had a sunken feeling in my gut. I'm like, uh, what does this mean? Like, what is he talking about? So I turn on the news and it's like a helicopter crash scene. I, I knew it was bad. Bro. Just when, just off of that. How ironic. I was in the YMCA's gym and people were playing basketball. And one person was like, Kobe's dead. Kobe's dead. Everybody was like, what? What? I've never seen the game stop. Everybody stopped playing and went to their phones. And everybody was like, and the reaction, it was like, could you imagine a basketball gym full of reactions? Literally, this is, this ain't no metaphor. This is a literal, like, personification of grief. Wow. It was the wildest thing. I mean. That one, that one is, uh, I, I really don't, like, get celebrity deaths they don't really bother me too much but the kobe it just felt different Justin don't give a fuck about no celebrity you a regular person you're gonna die and rot like the rest of us <laughs> i mean not not to put it that bluntly but essentially yes i mean but no that the kobe news it just it just felt different i don't know if it was because his daughter was with him or because of the way it happened it was so tragic and sudden i don't know just, just everything about it was different yeah, I, I mean, it, it got the ball rolling on one fucking hell of a year, if that's fair to say. And because of that, and obviously we're 2020 was going to be a big year anyways, because the election that we're in right now. And this is like our friendship predates any kind of political leanings or thoughts. It really does. Uh, no, I will say, Justin yours didn't lean any type of way mine had already been far leaning to the left because i was already on most deaf yeah bro in, in middle school i was like writing black power poems and like yeah your favorite band was or your favorite uh cd was black star black star this was my favorite like i had already been getting like 2000 bro i remember the damn uh the the genocide in rwanda like i or hold on that was in high school though Anyway, it don't matter. Like, early in middle school, I was kind of conscious and leaning to the left. You were the person that was still learning. And I feel like you didn't start leaning right till you went to the military. No, I mean, I guess you could say that. But that's I think that's a little bit unfair just because, like, if if you don't, if you have an opinion and you and your friends and you think your friends don't, you just assume that they have your opinion. That's that's been my whole thing about this whole 
You know, that's been this whole thing about this whole vote thing because everyone's like, oh, go vote. But all I hear is like, vote for the person I want you to, I want to vote for. Or like, mm-hmm. like, I was like, what, are you, you, what if you're urging me to the polls to, to go against your w- wishes? So I think that I, we can't say necessarily where Justin was leaning, just because, but you would think that just because we were experiencing the same thing on the day to day, they're like, oh, we have our same opinion about politics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you got a, a point. I mean, I mean, but people's viewpoints change over time. I mean, you don't you don't think the same thing that you thought when you were sixteen. Absolutely not. Oh, we was wilding back here in Kentucky when I was at sixteen. Age sixteen was wild. Politically, I would say that you haven't changed because that's where our po- political stance comes from. Our morality stance, right? Like our belief or our feelings of morality often shape how we will view a political. Or like shape our political stance. So the things that you agree with and the policies you agree with, I guarantee you felt the same way when you were 16. That's why you have kind of come to that. I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't really thought about it that deeply. Like before I became aware of any kind of policy, what what my opinion may have been back then, I, I don't know. Cause it just wasn't at the front of my brain at that point. So I can't really say yay or nay. I can tell you it was at the front of my brain and it has been cemented over the years. Like it hasn't even the literature I've read, the things that I'm interested in cemented is the key word. Yeah, no, I mean, cause it's a foundation. foundation. Cement belongs on foundation. If you're going to have a political foundation, you know what I mean? Like you have to reinforce the things that you had initially believed in when you were at your most virtuous, you know what I mean? So, what is it that is at top of the mind for you, Justin, that would make you say, yeah, I'm 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 leaning like I'm on the right side of the fence right now. Right now, you're talking about how we got to this point. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what what is it? What is it that what is it that so clearly makes you and Lance different? In the, in the in the when it comes to politics, like what are you what are your thinking? Like, I know what it is, but I want to see if you say it. Well, like, well, yeah, I guess, like, what is, like, the, obviously, all these things, there's, like, X amount of hot-button issues that everything else trickles down between, you know, and, like, a lot of Republicans just are very pro-life, or, you know, you can say Catholics are pro-life, and anything, and whoever is going to be for the, the pro-life, it's very easy, it's very binary how they think, so what are your binary things that make you say that you're on the right side of the fence? I mean, I think everybody's political viewpoints are shaped by their own personal worldview. I mean, based on your experiences, your um, familiarity with with the issues. I mean, that all that plays into it. If you're asking me for like one single thing that separates me from Lance, I don't know. No, I mean, like just in like in I guess yeah. Why do you think you we? I, I guess the deep dive, the deep dive, dive with, like Lance. Now we don't need you. We don't. Uh, the deep dive goes into this period. I guess here's the here's the thing for me. Like, I can't have Trump in office because I feel like when he is in office, I am more afraid for my life on a day to day basis. So like you talking about coming down to survival shit like that. Like I just feel like there's a heightened sense of divisiveness and because of how i was born i am a political entity in this country and because of that one side of the political fence 
is more welcoming to the political entity that is my birthright. So like, that's what, one of the things I feel like when it comes to the Venn diagram of Republicans and Democrats, yeah. the thing that they don't see eye to eye, don't think that's not in the middle of that eye is police reform in some way, shape or form, or even the act of it. So that's where, that's why I'm on that side. So like, I, that's just an example of like a binary thing where it's easy for me to say where I am regardless. Cause I obviously have a lot of backward ass things. Like I'm glad there's some buffer time between, cause like, you know, I sound like uncle ruckus sometimes, but for that issue alone, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on the left. What, what issue you talking about police reform? Just for yeah, like like what is that blanketed enough? No, I'm gonna tell you the 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 key difference between me and Justin, and also the key difference between many. I think that's fair for you to say because you 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 have you said your piece, and we know like if you say what your key piece is, that's setting him again. That's saying the crazy conservative thing. So like, I think we should lay out for Justin because like let let him frame it because he's not he's going to tell his story. He's not going to compare it to you. Right now he's not because I just I just directed him that way. No, well I I don't know. I just think your question needs to be asked in a different way. Like you you frame the question and answer it. And I wasn't gonna set him up like a crazy conservative. It's literally the ideology of a conservative that I believe. Yes, according to me, but it's the it's the it's that basis for being an American and what we're going to agree on and what we're not going to agree on. And it goes back to the civil war. It goes back to the very beginning of, um, America's inception in 1916 when the first 20 got off of the, the ship as slaves, right? Like, are we a slave holding nation or are we not a slave holding nation? It's like, and if we are, if we, if we are not a slave holding nation, but we once were, then we have to work towards reparations and acknowledging racism at, at being the main cause of our social ills. Justin does not think that racism is the main cause of our social ills. Well, I'm I'm paraphrasing. I may be wrong. See, there you go. <laughs> well, no, no, I may be wrong, but this is what our Bro, now's a good time to lay out. Bro, like, it, I don't even know where to where to begin with that. First of all, I, I think you meant sixteen, nineteen, not nineteen, sixteen. <laughs> Definitely did. <laughs> but I don't Definitely. even know where to begin. Like, so if you're talking about like what makes someone lean more liberal or lean left or lean Democrat versus lean Republican conservative, I don't see how you take it all the way back to. It's how much racism they believe in. No, bro, that yes. that's silly. And see, and that, and that's no, that that's that's you. Like uh, that's why that's what Brandon meant when he says extreme because you frame everything up in terms of race, where I, I do not. If if that's the distinction you're trying to make, then definitely because yeah, that's what that's the distinction. I yeah, because I there's the there's there's more to politics and the way you view uh, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. There's more to it than just race. Race alone, that seems to be very important. Like like that's. That's what you mainly focus on, and what I'm saying, there's more to it than that. Yeah, I know. This is, I'm, 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 I brought it up to say that is where we disconnect. Like out of all the little conversations we've had, out of all the um, 
you know, intellectual, just deep dive thought processes that we've gone through, we've always come down to that where I am tracing everything back to racism and you are saying that it's not racism. I'm not saying this, that that or not that it's not racism. You're just saying you can't prove implicit bias. That's your that's your thing. Like no, you I'm, I'm prove... telling you that politically, there's more to it than just race and racial issues. And like if you're talking about politics as a whole, race only plays. I mean, it, it's a piece of the pie. It's not the pie, but I think for you, it is the pie. But well, otherwise, there's no reason to have politics. Like, what is politics? Where if you if you had to define politics in your words, what would politics? What would the definition of politics be? I think he he gave a pretty decent one just now. But yeah, if you think you can elaborate on that, what was, what was the pretty, pretty decent, decent one? I mean, making the distinction of how politics is more than just race. That doesn't define politics. It doesn't define politics. Like it, when, when we're talking, I'm about saying, like, what politics, are you asking? Though you like, I'm like how does you tell me the definition of politics? I am an alien, just traveled to your world, and I'm asking you, what is politics? I mean, politics. I mean, I'll give you the one that Google just gave me via Wikipedia. The activities associated with the govern governance of a country and other areas, especially the debate or conflict among individuals or parties having or hoping to achieve power. In other words, the act of making and creating policy. Yeah. Just, no, both both this of is those, just a shortened just a shortened sweep. Now now that you have defined politics, I argue that the motivation to seek power or to create policy is based purely on the social dynamic that race the construct of race comes into that that has brought into right is we 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 if we believe in race then we believe that one needs to be better than the other then we make policy and we build our politics around the sustainability of said construct do you feel what i'm saying like that's where that's that's where our disconnect comes from you said believe in race i think you need to clear that up because what do you mean believe in race if you believe that there are racial hierarchies within humanity like if you believe that there is a hierarchy amongst the races or amongst the different colors of people. Um, if you believe in that, that in, which is a fallacy, which is a social construct, right? There's nothing scientific that proves this. There is nothing, you know, there's pseudoscience that, you know, they did in the 1920s with eugenics and everything else, but that has been proven false. Like if you believe in these things, um, in that in that fallacy of social construct, then your politics will be driven or inspired by, you know, sustaining what you believe to be the order of humanity. Um, I think it's very problematic. You start talking about the hierarchy of, of race and if you believe or if you don't believe in that. I mean, like, what does that even mean? That's very confusing. How is that confusing? What are you confused about? The hierarchy of like, what are you? He's saying that if, as long as white people 
believe that they are better than all people because they are well, that, right. that's a very that's a blanket statement how can you just state that as a matter of fact like that that's not are you serious justin like the proof is in the pudding then the action action speak louder than words there's hundreds of years of imperialism by europe by um so, these european so what, countries oh, wait a minute so what are we talking about are, are are we talking about race racism or like this the we're like, talking, we talking about, about how you believe that racism is a portion of no, the no, pie. No, no, no. First of all, I haven't said what I believe. I don't want to tell. I mean, I, I think like the conversation started about politics and how people come to their viewpoints. <clears throat> and then somehow it took a left turn onto race and racial theory. I, I don't know how we got there. I'm, I'm confused. I mean, Lance is on the beat. We got there because I asked you to define politics and then I was trying to get you to make the correlation between the motivation of politics. If politics are making policy, what motivates us to make that policy, right? If people are not being killed by drunk drivers, there is no policy being made to curb drunk driving. And there is a cause and effect to everything. So I'm just trying to get to you that somebody's politics is not this emptyless emotionless vacuum that just is just an android it it is a feeling thing that is swayed by human error that is swayed by human emotion that is swayed by human um motivations and there's nothing that's just purely political about humanity right or about life in general okay so my question is, are you saying that? Please stop asking Lance questions. Uh, have him respond to something that you <laughs> that you talk about, I guess, because we because shit. If you want to do this, we can just go go ahead to the rundown. Trump versus Biden. The, those are the candidates. That's what we have here. Who'd you vote for and why? Oh, my God. Hey, y'all. So I have not. I, I I have not asked Justin who he voted for. I have not like um we haven't talked since the whole early voting thing. We've had conversations. I haven't like tried to make him vote for or try to convince him to vote for anything. I just been trying to get little inklings of like where he's feeling based on um what he's seen in the past four years and what he thinks the next four years are gonna be. Um, and just kind of testing the water, but I do not know who he voted for. And this is going to like, I'm ready for this. This is some like, uh, more than set the stage at this point. Who'd you vote for? Uh, Kanye, psych. (laughs) You know, you know better. Stop that. Go ahead, though. Who'd you vote for? You know who I voted for. That's who you know I voted for. That's who you think I voted for. Stop, Justin. With you knowing me, being an honest person, you think that I voted for Trump. Stop being goofy. Potentially on based on what, Justin? I don't know. Shut the fuck up. You just being goofy right now. Be serious. Stop being goofy, Justin. Stop being goofy. You know who I voted for. Who did you vote for? I voted for Trump. 
And you're looking for an explanation? Yeah, is is that what you want? Was, yeah, yeah what, what, what led you to what led you to vote for Trump? Because I have absolutely zero confidence that Joe Biden is, is the answer to our problems. Like, like, what makes you think that Joe Biden has the answers to anything that we see going on in 2020? I would argue because it seems as if it feels as if Trump is the cause of a lot of those problems. In what ways? You you talking about the pandemic? You talking about the economy? Like like specifically? Like what do you what do you what do you mean? I think the unification of the term Americans, whatever whoever falls under that spectrum is is now being questioned and challenged uh internally it's a civil war of sorts when it comes to what it looks like to be an american and i think i, I don't because think because trump has set a tone for what americans do think say feel uh but yeah that's that's just on me that's why I, that's that's yeah answer my question or your question i disagree i mean i think citizenship is pretty clear whether you're an american or not i mean what does that even mean like like what's american and what's what does that mean i guess i've i've just been from from whatever rhetoric that i've pushed from hitting play on this thing i have been dragged through the mud by a fan base who probably did vote for trump more so than they voted for Biden and Kamala Harris, and they all they did was th- challenge the fact of or challenge my me being an American because of because yeah, you're, I, you're I, 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 I'll say this every time I've opened my mouth about any any troubles that I think that the country may or may not be in, I've gotten a lot of go back to where you come from or why don't you leave. So that makes me feel like that they are them. Specifically, whoever them is, the people who are voting for Trump or the people who are Republicans, I don't know who falls on the spectrum, but feel like that they can denounce my citizenship because I have an issue with what's going on in the country. That's that's lunacy. If if that's what you're experiencing, I would say that's that's crazy. I mean, I, I think the people on the Internet are not the majority of Americans and the majority of Americans don't feel like that. I mean, I personally, I mean, if you have a different opinion, does that mean you're not an American? No, that's that's goofy. Like, who would, like, what sane person would come to that conclusion? Like, that that doesn't make any sense to me. I cannot fucking believe you voted for Trump. Why not? Like, what what's 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 shocking about How that? How dare you say you're basing your choice on? the ability to handle the things that we've Biden is not the answer to our problems yet. You think the person that I'm not going to say caused, but definitely didn't do nothing to stop halt or slow the problems from spiraling into a societal chaos. Like, I so you got to get specific like like what I'm are you going to get about? specific I'm getting okay. there because it doesn't even matter I can fucking throw a cup in the air and it's gonna land on a problem that Trump 
has slept on or has not done enough for. So let's talk about the economy. When Obama left, after having a, a, a whole mortgage crisis and everything within his term, after having all of that, turning the economy back around, it gets put in this man's hands for four years and you have not seen it uptick. You have not seen jobs come back. You have not seen any of the things that he promised, any of the things that you thought was going to happen, yet you think that's giving false. him enough. That's, that's false? false? What's it false is. about it? You're saying you didn't, so the economy wasn't growing under Donald Trump before the pandemic hit? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it was growing as Obama left it to grow and then it came under the hands of donald trump and it is dying so when you when you measure economic growth like what are your what are you based that on what is your measurement you tell me the measurement justin the the, the measurement that because please i would love to know the measurement that is like giving you the trump the trump okay like what measurement are you looking at that's making you say you know what he handled that pretty good so typically when you're looking at the economy, people look at the gross domestic product and that, and that sort of measures the overall health of the economy. Go ahead and look it up. No, go. So. He's doing stuff. Go. Okay. So, yes, Barack Obama deserves credit for stabilizing and turning the economy around. But he had the slowest GDP growth of any president since World War Two. Where when Donald what is the GDP, what is the GDP growth? It's gross domestic product. It's what we produce as a nation overall. For who? For who? It's I mean, it's what we produce it's you're looking at the stock market, um, cost of living, inflation rates, all of those things are factored in to this measurement to look at the overall health of the economy. So when you look at the rent has gone down since Donald Trump has been in. Like what 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 growth things have are starting to be made more in America since Donald Trump has been in. Like what 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 this gross domestic this gross this GDP that you're talking about that was slow during the Obama. You're telling me that it has grown under Trump? Yes, initially. Is it fair to say that Obama walked into a, a recession at that point in time? Absolutely, he did. He had a pretty big mess to, to clean up while Trump was dealing with an, uh, an America that, it, to what you're saying, is was growing at that point in time. Okay. So, for the sake of time and productivity, I think it would be good to just... Because I felt like we started off and we sort of got into debate mode, and that's not what we were intended to do. To begin with, I think Lance wanted to come here and debate you. I think so too. And anyway, we could do that on another day with parameters set and specific questions asked. I think we could do that. But I think uh, just the general idea was just to have a, a discussion in general with the election being tomorrow and sort of our, our take on it individually, like where we what we see, where we see it going, maybe what we see happening after the election. That's sort of more what I was prepared to talk about, not not necessarily debate. We could do that, but like I said, at a later time, I think when we actually set parameters for actually what we're talking well, about. On the rundown that you created, Trump versus Biden, 
was that I think the first half of that could be construed as that. Um, yeah. The next thing you have on the list is Kamala Harris, the black vote, and the numbers game. When I saw yeah. the numbers game, especially in quotes, I was interested in, in exactly what that was about. Obviously, I didn't know what the GD whatever the whatever was, so I'm not a very politically sound mind, and I was here to learn from both of you guys uh, as people who are, are deep in the hashtag weeds. So, yeah. yeah, tell me tell me what that is. That makes sense to me. I mean, as as I thought Kamala backed out of the race way too soon when it was her when it was her chance, and I feel like you know I didn't think it was like another shoe was gonna come out. I didn't think this was like this was the thing. I was very very surprised when Joe Biden won uh, South Carolina and predominantly the 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 black woman vote. I was I was surprised by that. I I kind of was on a as someone with student loans. I was even farther left from the socialist like Bernie train. So and also I didn't like the way that Joe Biden took his time deciding to run. Like I, like all those things were negatives for me at that point in time. So uh, I do like yeah. Obviously, there these tickets are collected and and put on a specific way to best suit the 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 president of this whole thing but uh but i i appreciated the move because it felt like one i don't know i i think because it, it, it play it plays to the social media putting Kamala on the ticket i think it plays to the social media nature of what politics is now and the amount of people that are on twitter especially now after trump uh was elected twitter was going down like one of the least populated websites for a very long time, uh, Instagram and obviously Facebook, who owns Instagram, was killing everyone. Then in 2016, when Trump got in office and Trump was on Twitter and the president was on Twitter, you saw so many people downloading Twitter for the first time. So I felt like Kamala Harris was a Twitter ticket for Joe Biden. Um, and just the same was like when John McCain was running, Sarah, uh, Sarah Palin was was the oh look we got something crazy and different too when everybody was like about to put barack in office so yes obviously these tickets are are created in a specific way i think our father uh my dad uh, he wanted he wanted uh stacy abrams to be uh, joe biden's running mate 
Um, because if you look at Kamala's policy, it's not very left leaning. It's it, she's a she's a yeah. So she that that's what yeah. So I I'm just agreeing with you in so many words that obviously the ticket was constructed to get the black vote quite honestly and also we haven't talked about the divine nine the uh the sororities and fraternities black sororities and fraternities and kamala being a uh aka like that's a lot of soros were like okay i don't care what's going on i'm voting even if it was for the first time uh we're we're putting it's a it's a big time for for that whole like you can talk about the q dogs and like that whole establishment that part of america feels very seen at this point in time with, with kamala uh on the ticket so right i think when you when you look at the numbers when you break it down further like demographics between men and women then along racial lines like you start to see um like I said, the numbers game, like how that factors in. Um, so the Democratic Party, I think the black vote makes up about 24% of the total of the people who vote Democrat. The black vote specifically is about 24% of the Democratic Party. So bringing back that Obama coalition, that that's huge for them. And Donald Trump... Uh, Contrary to belief, he started making some inroads with minority voters, and I think they picked up on that. Um, and if he's able to splinter that 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 ninety percent stranglehold on the black vote in any way, that could be curtains for the Democratic Party in a presidential election. You think yes? I don't know. I, th- I think it remains to be seen. I think we're going to find out tomorrow. Um, but I think he. He definitely did better than Mitt Romney did in 2012. Yeah, I mean, Mitt was, yeah. Uh, okay, this is actually perfect for segueing and time. We probably, like I said, we didn't want to record for very much long. It's 2 a.m., so this is Election Day. Shout out to, uh, you know, Election Day. Everyone out there voting. This is when this is going to go up. What are people's predictions? Lance, let's start with you. Um, I predict that Biden will win by a uh, healthy margin and it, but it won't be healthy enough for Trump to concede so he will like if it is not a landslide he will challenge that and when he challenges that um we will see a power struggle that we haven't seen in this country ever yeah, I mean, I think it's a possibility. I think people are definitely concerned about that. About First of all, these things are so hard to predict, especially this election with how close it is. I don't think anybody can make a real prediction. Um, but if I had to give mine, I would say Trump wins very narrowly, like razor thin. I'm talking about like maybe lose the popular vote again and narrowly win in the electoral college. Um, it could go that way. It could go Biden in a landslide. We don't know. It could go Trump in a landslide. Like I think this one is just too close to call. Um, and if you look at the polling, like yes, Biden is up in all the polls nationally, but in the 
but some of these swing states, it's within the margin of error. So I think it's really just, it's too close to call. Um, what I would hope would happen would be whoever wins, I'd hope it would be a clear majority so where there's no disputes whatsoever. So it doesn't go to court, and so there isn't this conflict and, and these protests and people upset and people that don't want to accept the results of the election. I hope it's clear-cut winner and we find out tomorrow night and it's over with, but that's probably not going to happen. I mean, I saw earlier they said up, up to 100 million, 100 million Americans have already voted up until this point before, before election day happens. I don't want to get to, I don't think that, I don't think Trump's going to win this election. I don't think, I don't think he has the ability to just based on the fact of like his track record. I think when he won, when he won, there was no track record. There was just all rhetoric and build the wall and all these types of things that, that people got excited about. Now we have evidence of what he's done in office and not saying it's bad or good, but the man was impeached. Right. And one of the very few number of presidents in American history who were impeached legally, but obviously through legalities of, of politics and things like that, he never had to, to leave office and, and, and be replaced. So I got a question, and this is why this is part of the reason I think Trump is going to win. I think the, first of all, I think this entire election is a referendum on Donald Trump and his personality. I see the hate, I see the discontent, with Trump, but I don't see the enthusiasm for Biden. Yeah. Okay. I I I I, I, I would agree, I would agree with that. Um, but there is something that I wanted to bring up that I thought was 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 quite crazy. Uh, do you remember Michael Smith from uh, ESPN? ESPN Sports Center. Yep. Yep. He he said today. Let me. He he's got a show, he's got a show, brother from another, on uh, Peacock on NBC with him and Michael Holly, uh, and he said on that show today, I'm more excited to cast my vote against Donald Trump tomorrow than I was to cast my vote for Barack Obama in 2008. See, that's my and question. I, though. And I and I, 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 I your strong sense of what the fuck from that, I think. Regardless of how crazy that may sound, because it it's been hard for me to kind of, even as someone who didn't even vote for Obama in those elections, that seems so crazy for me. Maybe it's because of what it meant at that point in time. But I think a lot of people feel that way. I think now it's whatever he just said, like the the earnest to be a part of removing this president from office. I think there's a there's a there's a strong push from that, that that goes deeper than racial lines because he was impeached. And aside from that, the coronavirus, he tried to throw on Mike Pence's lap. And we all knew as soon as it hit Mike Pence's desk that it was it was going to it was not going to be taken care of uh, in any in any in any smart way. I was, I was in New Jersey when the pandemic was at its height and it was at its height in New Jersey specifically because doctors were telling nurses not to wear masks and because they didn't want to scare patients off and during that time period it was just getting spread like fucking wildfire 
early, early, yes, March, March. And I think that type of rhetoric is what Trump just got off of recently. And I think, I, and I rather, if you could say if it was a part of it or not, because obviously being around the country during this time period, I can tell you it's very different and very different in, in different states, whatever area code you're in. The Jersey was, we couldn't, we had to wear face mask, or we had to wear uh, coverings to go into the grocery store in March. You know what I mean? Like that level of, of, of angst towards it was a direct result of how it was hitting us at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Shit, the first case, the first death in America was in New York City mm-hmm. in March. So like like it was it was it was very close to us at that point in time. But Kentucky is completely different. Utah is completely different. So to try to universalize, that's where I do see the conservative side of it. Like to try to universalize COVID protocol seems crazy because not everyone lives in like the people in Montana. I do want to. I do want to talk about that. Please. Because I think this is what, that would be a big, a lot of people may be voting based on this COVID thing. But I, want, I would like to, I'll ask my question again, so it's fresh on Lance's mind. Like, do you think, do you think getting Trump, how should I ask the question? Are the votes against Trump? Is is that enough? People going is that enough to get people to the polls to get rid of Trump as opposed to putting Biden in? Because because I don't see it like when people talk about Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I don't see the passion for Biden. I just see the the hate for Donald Trump. Like is that enough to galvanize people to go to the polls and enough to swing the election in his favor? Definitely. And that will be the Achilles heel of the Trump administration, the thing that they didn't count for, that hate is a greater motivator than love. You know what I mean? Like, we don't fight wars because we love something. We fight wars out of hate, right? Like, you don't, there, there's, or excuse me, I know that that was a, an interesting analogy. No, to tell you, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Hate is its own strong feelings that drive a lot of people and if not if not hate fear and i think trump has implemented some fear into people's lives so much so that they are trying to vote against they're like trying to change whatever because that's my whole thing about when obama was in office too we like to blame all of our things it's like the it's like the head coach taking all the blame after a loss right we like to blame all of our issues on the top boss Right. We like like to blame all of our or we like to and give all the praise to the top boss when in actuality it may not all be their fault. Right. But all the blame lays directly on his lap. Thing about coronavirus. So. When you talk about the president's response to the coronavirus, there's really two things that you're talking about. And I think people miss they miss each other. Like, so you have the administration's response. Like, what is the administration doing to combat the coronavirus and get the country back on track? And then you're talking about Donald Trump's handling of it, like his per- like what he says personally, what he does personally. Like, there's As so this, Yeah. So those are two different things. I, I think sure. it's a distinction to make. If you're talking about how the administration has handled the coronavirus, I mean, it, I don't really see a difference. Like Joe Biden hasn't come out and clearly stated what he would have 
done differently or what he will do differently from an administrative standpoint? Personally, we know, um, but from an administrative standpoint, I don't think he's made a case to how he would do things differently other than um, pushing for mask mandates and, and that sort of thing, which he has no power to enforce because that's left up to the states and the governors. So, Well, I think, I mean, just to push that, I don't think that there has been a strong push of like what we'll do instead. Like, because the, we're talking about the numbers game, their game has been let give Trump the rope and let him do his thing. Cause all they had to do is lay out. Do you think it's a fair um, criticism to, to put the, the number of deaths on the president's head? Do you think it's fair to say, well, 20, um, 220,000 people have died. Donald Trump is responsible for that. I don't, I don't think you can say that he's solely responsible for all the deaths that's taking place. And how can he be responsible for a virus that we haven't seen? Like, this is something that, that's never happened before. Commander, commander in chief. It's not, that's, that's a, that's a, that is a president's responsibility to take that pressure. It's not even a decision that he makes like Obama. If you're a president and you are doing something like if something happens while you're president, your response to it and how you react to it. I mean, that is going to, is going to be put on your shoulders because that's that's all people are going to do is like, you you. and that's why I said you have to make a distinction between how the administration handled the, the pandemic versus what Trump did personally. Well, let me jump in and say that I put it on his head basically because one of the first things he did when he got into office was get rid of the pandemic section of the government that was handling those things that Obama and Biden put into office. And his argument was, I don't want to have hundreds of people on payroll that aren't doing anything when what they were doing was... I mean, they already did it. They they named COVID nineteen. It was nineteen because it was it was announced and 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 identified in two thousand and nineteen. So, I do put that on President Trump because there was a whole department ready for this thing, and he got rid of them because he said they're just uh, being they're just on the job not doing anything. He said he said he said he said he said he said we'll hire him back. We'll hire him back when things when thing when we need him. I saw COVID splash on Worldstar in 2019, end of the year. It was a video. They said bodies is dropping in China. And it was a one video, and it was people in hazmat suits. It was chaos. And it was like, oh, that's when I first like got whiff of it. If I'm watching a video on YouTube, or excuse me, on Worldstar, you can guarantee that Trump already got a memo and huge briefing about the dangers that could possibly happen and his response instead of ramping up ppe right instead of like making things more mandatory or you know stop he keeps talking about how he like stopped people from coming to china but he did not stop people who had like relatives in china or you know like americans who had been living there and then came back he didn't stop none of those people but here's my question on like, so the travel ban was uh, put in place. Was it January 31st? What? It's too late. I saw the world star video in October. 
And the, all the COVID that hit America came from Europe, anyways. So like, I know you're, so you're saying, saying that the, the travel ban was too late in January thirty. I'm saying his reaction, in just in general, was just too late. If I'm seeing it on World Star, he knew about it two months before I knew about it. That's what I assume the nature of these things happen. So how much weight? Like so how much? That's what I'm trying to understand. Like, if if you want to blame, if you're looking for somebody to blame, how much weight do you put on like the World Health Organization or, or China, where it originated? Like, how much blame do you give them? The World Health Organization. Because they didn't declare it a, a, a pandemic, like a, a worldwide, a global pandemic, until. Months after it had already spread from China into Asia, into into other countries. We know that Trump has defunded our or not defunded, excuse me, has reduced the activity that we actually had in who. Right. In we the pulled World out Health of it organization because he pulled out. OK, so yeah. we pulled out of it. The, right. After so the fact. he was going to pull out of it anyway. He had he had campaign campaigned on that. He his first two years, that's all he was talking that's, about that's, is like. False. OK, well, um. Not as false as calling it the who. <laughs> what? It's the World Health Organization. Yeah, not the WHO is never still referred to as the who. I was like, what are you talking about? What's wrong? I was like, I was who? Oh, that's funny. I mean, that's funny. So this is what I'm saying. I mean, definitely, I agree that he deserves some criticism of how he handled this thing. Some I mean, that, that, that may be a that may be an understatement, but I'm I'm trying to 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 gauge it because it can't be all or nothing. Like this thing, this whole thing can't totally be the president's fault. I mean, there's there's um... no, and neither is neither is a is a playoff loss all the head coaches fault, but like that's the person that gets the blame. It's their record. Like at the end of the day, it's not the 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 players' individual records. Like it's. It's it's all him. This is the the bed he made. Like obviously, it's like okay, it, who knew it could have been him? And like whoever, that's the thing. Who whatever the president, whoever president, whatever president was in office when this pandemic hit, was going to have an asterisk on their on their presidency, and everybody's going to be looking at their presidency. But Trump got the shit. Right. Like, and then you talk about that to be like the global, like how much it affects everyone. But no, the people who catch COVID are the people out here moving like they won't catch COVID because they are not they're, they're not taking correct protocol. All the people that take correct protocol aren't getting the shit. And that's why it's that simple. And but Trump's obviously pushing on the fact that he had a bunch of super drugs and and all special president shit that no one else in America would ever get to get through it. But at the end of the day, he's like, oh, yeah, I, every, you can get through it. You can power through it. But guess what? It only kills X amount of people anyways. Like and when you're asking, like, do I have to put all those deaths on President Trump? Absolutely not. But I guarantee I'm putting all the deaths that happened after people that went to his rallies without masks. If it if it's in the country, if it's in the country, it is the president's responsibility. Straight up and down, like if you are the head of your household, then we can't put blame on anywhere else because we're not talking about the deaths outside of America. We're not talking about the people infected outside of America. We are talking about only the deaths that are happening in America and the people who are infected in America and what are head of household did to prevent or exacerbate that and in that case 
all the blame falls on his head. There is no there's no other blame to be divvied anywhere else. I don't I disagree. I, I don't think it's that cut and dry. And I don't I don't think he can bear all the responsibility for something that was not totally within his control. Um He decided to downplay it. I think it was in his control to downplay it. Yeah, and that, and that speaks to what I said. There there's a distinction between the way the administration is handling it and the way that Trump talks about it personally and his own conduct and his own action. I think those are two different things. And some people lump them together as one, but, but they're not. I think they're distinct. And I think you have to take them, take them on their own. Those are, to me, they're, they're, they're separate. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, if, you're not, if, if that's not going to impact how you vote in this election, that would make sense why you voted for Trump. But let's talk about problems with the American politics and why we're so divisive at this point in time and whose fault that is. I think it is a I think it's a product of the times. I think social media in itself is binary. One of the reasons why I've been able to make a living in doing social media content is it's like, okay, create a question that only has one or two answers. And with that, it's very easy to fall on either side of the fence. And when it's so binary, it's easy to get emotional about your answer and also the answer of the opposite person. So I think social media has been a huge part of politics getting the way it is now and as divisive as it is now. But that's because our president was on Twitter not to say jokes about whatever's going on or whatever cool stuff that Obama did. And it sounds like I'm being biased, but there's just a whole different feel to what the white house Twitter and the president was tweeting at that point in time. Now when Trump's on there and he's making jokes like everybody else is, but he's not the guy that could be making the, should be making the jokes. It's a little bit different. So it's social media's fault, but I think Trump definitely empowered. So in social media more than it's ever been empowered up until this point. Well, I think if you're talking about, problems with politics i think just in general i mean as a society I and mean, i think we're severely um we lack basic knowledge about our government the way it's structured the way it works um i mean we're, we're just severely um ill-informed and i think social media drives that and it promotes it and it pushes it further like you said more than it's ever been so I think I think if we took the time to really get down and understand the issues, I think we agree on more than more than what meets the eye. I agree with that. But the problem is we don't we don't read, we don't actually study like the like for example the Supreme Court, um, like this whole nominating Amy Coney Barrett, how it was so controversial. I, but I th- I think if you actually studied and read the Constitution and read Federalist 78 where Alexander Hamilton explained what the court, how it, was design, how it was designed, what it was intended to do. I don't think it would have been that controversial if people understood it in depth. I think for her it was a merit thing of like being how long you were a judge, the cases you've called and things like that, like compared to, but obviously it's historic in a way because there's not, was it, she's the third woman justice ever yeah. point fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, it's historic in any, in any right, but I do think that 
that was one of the things that was called the question, I think. And especially because Trump is so divisive, any nomination from him is going to get picked apart and criticized. I mean, don't be naive, though. Why are, why are we being naive to the fact that the problem people had with it and the reason why it was controversial is because there is motivations behind this this is supposed to be a nonpartisan thing this is supposed to be they are supposed to be the switzerland of the justice system yet we find more and more people being put on the supreme this this supposedly uh unbiased group of judges we see more and more people going into law with different interpretations of the law and we're writing that off as like oh it's just that's just their interpretation you know or or we're writing it off as like it's nonpartisan when in fact there are very much so po- political like ideologies that feed that lens in which they interpret the law and don't we cannot be naive to say that we didn't like that's not a controversy what it, if you said something in the past that's going that should definitely keep you from getting things in the future if that's what you think now if you can prove that you've changed your mind cool i'm here for it but that has to be proven and she can't prove nothing because she wasn't on no thing oh she wasn't she didn't she ain't uh took no cases and then i'm also going to speak to what you said about the um i'm super loud right now i apologize touch touch the game ever whatever um but see that's another thing that i'm saying about like y'all talking about what's the problem with politics and everything else the root of all evil the is the, the problem, love. The, pro- what's the problem with American politics, addressing that, and whose fault is it? A problem with American politics is money. Whose fault is that? Um, the Britons who wanted to escape religious freedom, but in reality they just wanted to like, benefit from um the economic advantage of being in this like for this this wilderness this forefront like everything all the property all the lanes to get money in britain had ended so then this land was founded based on economic escape you understand it's like the money the the nations follow the money so when i let me back up a little bit i think you're going I think you're kind of missing the point of, of the question. It, it's sort of what is the problem with American politics in a contemporary sense? We're not talking about in the grand scheme of of, of world history. We're just talking about current, like like now. Like, what do you see? What is the issues? And how do we? Why? How do we get here to this point that we're in at this moment? I'm not talking about um, American history as a whole. I mean, like. Like what Brandon was talking about with social media, like why are we so divided? Why is this? Why is this election so important as as opposed to the one in twenty sixteen and one in twenty twenty twelve? Like what makes this one different? Again, I'll take it back to money. We've seen the wealth gap raise higher and higher. The ninety nine percent versus the one percent, and eight people having more money than ninety nine percent of the human popu- of the American population. Like when we see this imbalance of economics and the imbalance of power, then you see uh, a social unrest. And that is any that is literally you can pick which country you wanna talk about their downfall, but that is where they met their 
they're in like the french revolution haitian revolution like there is hierarchies and classism when classism meets racism in my mind but we can talk about just any ism but when classism reaches another ism and they clash you see the nation that that you know the frame that is happening inside that nation we see that nation start to fall we see that nation start to weaken and we have never seen the wealth gap so wide it's the american dream like that's the thing like that that, that promise. sounds like that came straight out of the communist manifesto <laughs> what do you what do you why are y'all so scared of never mind and you see, you that, notice how that, you said a, communism, right? I didn't say communism. You heard something in my speech that like triggered the capitalist in you and said, "Oh, that's communism." You know. I mean, I've I've studied up on communism. I there's a lot of things that I agree with. To be honest with you, if we're a moral people, if we have true morality, and that's we, and that's scary, and I, I think that's why and that's what people see with this election, and that's why it matters so much. I think that's why we're having record turnout when you have young people saying that i've studied up on communism and there's some things that i agree with like to some people that's like mind-blowing and shocking yeah i know a lot of people don't a lot of people don't like interracial uh relationships too it's just scary and 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 one of the reasons why they uh one of the reasons why they um uh made weed so illegal is they was trying to protect white women from having relations with minorities like a lot of a lot of this policy is based off of irrational fear that i don't agree with okay i mean i mean that's that's fine i mean and that's your take on it but it, that you just kind of illustrated what why this election is so important because people they look at that like they look at these two candidates and they and they see um the direction that we're going or the direction that we could be going and i think it's um a lot of people are frightened and worried about that. Not necessarily what these, who these guys are, but what's sort of what we built them up to be in our minds, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think I think even they would argue that they are less of who they are and more of who they represent to two different sides of America that are just it's. I mean, like I said, it's binary. So with that obviously on on either side how you how are we going to close this thing because we we all well justin's got to go to work in the morning yeah. ironically enough the 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 one who's voting conservative is the one who has a job you gotta be at tomorrow morning <laughs> i think the conversation started to get good and started to get productive i hate that we hit our stride like at 2 a.m. I think we should have did this like an hour and a half ago. That was fair. If only you didn't have to go make money for somebody else. Yeah. See, this is sign, what the fuck is going on? How, how, did, how, did, how, did how did we get here? I don't know. Like I, I think Lance You brought just, up communism and y'all asked me what the problem with American politics was and I said money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a piece of it. But when you start bringing in class and racism and all this other stuff that that sounds uh very familiar and it sounds like marks to a lot of people uh yeah i mean there's not there's it's it's uh it's not marks right and 
even if there are ideas that sound similar, doesn't necessarily mean that they are similar. So to lump me in. No, I'm not trying to. And I don't want to do that. Like I said, we can have that discussion at another time. No, I don't want to mischaracterize what you're saying. I'm just saying that that's what it sounds. Okay, how about this then? I, I'll I'll try to put a button on this whole thing by asking this question. We've all experienced life and realized how we can disagree with certain things and still love and respect and and trust each other, right? This presidential election has been more divisive than ones we've seen in the past. And there's strong emotions that come from outward support of any of any candidate, because what that means is you're against the other one. And that feels personal to a lot of people. So how as Americans are we are we going to be able to let politics be politics and not use that as a as a guiding light to how we love and respect each other and talk to each other on, on a, on a daily basis. Like is, is, is is politics going to be the be all end all that it is for a lot of people, but it wasn't for the majority of Americans. And now it feels like it's more important than, than not to know where everyone in America is and like this different side of the fence. So we know how to yell at each other. Uh, more appropriately like is this is this divisive enough to actually be like is there any coming back from the decision that happens today absolutely i mean i think we've been through it time and time again i think we've always disagreed from the very beginning and i think that's what makes us unique is that we can be so divided so to speak but then once the election's over i mean we're still civil we're not we're not at war with each other we're not we're not coming to blows over this i mean i think um i mean your opinion is your opinion and i don't think that defines who you are as a person like that, that's not you know that's not all of who you are like your political opinion that's, that's just a piece of you that, that doesn't define you um as a human being i would agree i think that's where we always have been but i do feel like in this 2020 time and COVID, whatever the hell we want to say to sum up what 2020 is, RP Kobe, like, I feel like it's changed a little bit. I feel like it is. I feel like maybe it, it maybe the change is it feels like it's more of a percentage of who you are based on the decision. And I agree with you that it's not, but perception is reality. What do you think, Lance? Um, We're not, I mean, it's not a, uh, again, Politics is motivated from morality and based on the politics you choose, you can assume the morality of a person. If you're going to vote for Donald Trump, I can assume morally you think it's fine to take kids away from their parents. Right. Morally, you would think that it's fine um, for poor people to go starving because they just ain't pulled themselves up by their bootstraps like Again, it is it is the generalizations that we make to be civil or to not be civil. And politics bleeds into that that 
you y'all saying let politics be politics there's no such thing and after this election there will be no such thing what did where did you vote who did you vote for in 2020 got you justin you have aspirations of running for local office wait a minute let's let's back up like i i don't think you can accurately gauge someone's moral compass based on the political opinions they hold i, I don't i don't think it's a fair you saying like it was some it was some it was some decent nazis like even though they voted for hitler he, they no they I, I, I think nice. that you, you can have an opinion on policy and and have that be separate from your i mean like like what are you saying like so if you don't support um i don't know give me free health care yeah so so if i don't want universal free health care does that mean i don't care about your health and well-being is that what you're saying absolutely that's crazy i agree how is that crazy because you're talking about so you're saying that because i don't want you to have free health care at the taxpayer's expense, then I don't care about your health and well-being. Like, I don't care about you individually as a person. Yes, like, I don't want saying, you to be healthy. Yes, you're saying that I do not have the right to health care. If well, I I'm not saying you don't have it. the right to health care. Then what are you saying? If I can't afford health care, shouldn't I be able to get free health care? But, but you're, you're suggesting that someone's moral compass is off if they don't agree that you should have free health care. If you don't agree that I have the right to go to see a doctor, even if I am a broke, penniless person on the streets of America, if you say that I cannot go see a doctor, that like I don't have the right to health care, that is a moral like transgression. It, it just it just is. It's not even a. I think you have to realize that it is for you. And it's not like I think the issue that you're running into is universalizing your feelings for the entire party and then also everyone who is voting the way you voted like i don't think everyone that voted for biden harris feels how you feel about justin because he voted for trump i'm saying that humanity is the commonality that we all have right it don't matter political side it doesn't matter creed color. but you're you're not the judge and jury of humanity we can go with the judge and jury of the Constitution who said that they were going to craft humanity into a document and people have the right to liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. Right? I'm not saying that that document is either, but I'm saying that you definitely are the Stop, then. You, you're going down a bad rabbit hole. Like, who is the authority? As the individual, we are the authority when it comes to judging the morality, our own morality, and the morality of others. Like... That is just the individual's responsibility, and as a human, it's not our it's not our responsibility to judge the morality of others. It's our responsibility to understand, know, and like it's our it's our responsibility to be educated on the uh, things, feelings, morality of other people that live in our society if we are in a society and the person who is in charge of my boss if we're in a society and my boss thinks one way like and his moral company compass seems to do damage on me and mine 
then I have the I reserve the right to like not only judge him for his morality for his lack of morality, but also like do things and have steps to change to get him fired to uh, get better working conditions. Like I have the responsibility. If you do not get life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, then as our constitution states, you have the right and responsibility to gain that life. Liberty and pursuit of happiness. What right does that have to do with your boss? Her bosses are often in the way of that life, liberty, and pursuit well, look, of happiness. Like, I, I think my problem is you're, you're conflating like political opinions with morality. Like th- th- those are two very distinct things. Like you, you know, you They're can be not, a, though. That's what I'm trying are. to tell y'all. Like they y'all, are. y'all have to see how they bleed into each other. Remember, we had the politics conversation. Politics are motivated. Bleeding into each other is not blending. Bleeding into each other is not blending. I'm not asking them to blend, bleed. I'm telling you that politics, the creation You're saying Justin politics. said that those two separate things, which I agree with, and you said they bleed into each other, which I would agree with as well, that doesn't mean they're intertwined. That, that doesn't mean they're that they're, they, they become one. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they become one. I'm saying that one is affected by the other. So depending on how much red bleeds into your white carpet, you'll have a stain that is small or a stain that is big. Like I'm not talking about them blending and getting together. I'm saying that policies or politics are created by motivations of morality. I I don't think so. I think those are, like I said, again, those are two very distinct things. I think you can be morally, like men, you can be equally morally sound and have opposing political opinions, <coughs> but you're. And we're not. We're, I mean, we're, we're, but we're not morally sound and we're on the same page because of the policies that we don't agree on. Do you understand what I'm saying? But, but look, I understand what you're saying. I just think it's wrong. That's fine. And we're going to do that. I don't know why he tried to end with a question. That's not how you end something. So this is how we'll end. Let's keep going. You want to keep going, uh, Mr. I got to get up yeah. at 7 o'clock? Yeah, let's keep going. Cause I think we're starting to, like, it's. It's turning into a debate. It's but, turning into a, no, no, like, he's, I debate? agree. It's a debate when somebody's the moderator or anybody else and is like, well, I agree here and I disagree here. No, I think here. I was just like, trying to understand where you, it's, what it's you were it's coming a debate. from. It's a debate. Okay. We don't need to be a debate. I don't think, I don't think it's a debate at all. I think it was a good conversation on either side. I feel like when both of you felt like that you were on the fence or something, it, it turns into, like, I don't like how this is going. We're like, I think it's just been a good conversation the entire time. You guys have different opinions. I've agreed with both of you at different point in times because I think both of you guys bring up good points. But the fact is, is like there is a separation between morality and political voting. And just because you feel that that's not the case, that doesn't mean like that doesn't mean the opposite is, is invalid. And I think you're, you're arguing for an uh, invalidation of points or opinions. And when it was comes to Justin, it was you were having a difficulty defending Trump as a president, which rightfully so, because he's been a bad one. So like I, th- I think like we all have our opinions on where where things should go or not. But like I, I Has he, been a bad one? he voted for him. Has he been a bad one? Does he think that he's been a bad one? He doesn't. He thinks he's been a good one.
I mean, he was in. I mean, he was impeached. Like we didn't really go, you keep saying impeached. We he went through an impeachment process. He was not formally impeached. The Senate drew that back. He was he not was. impeached. He no, was. he was definitely impeached, but he was acquitted. He was acquitted. Yes, by the oh. Senate, he was acquitted. That's the process. You don't even know that he was impeached. I do know that he was impeached. You just said he, you just said he wasn't. No, he because he went through the pro, um, when you say impeached, I'm thinking out of office removal. That's what I was thinking. Right, I know that. But uh, you know, I mean, I think uh, is Trump a good president? Is he a bad president? I mean, that's that's that depends on who you ask, right? And that's kind of why we're having this conversation. It does it? It does. It does. It, it depends on... And you're right. And that is why we're having this conversation. That's why we've had this conversation. It, it depends on your worldview, the way you see things, and what you would like to see going forward. I mean, I think that determines... That's going to determine if someone thinks he's been good or bad. I'm not talking about the eyes of the individual. I'm talking about the eyes of history. In the eyes of history, we can judge our presidents. In the eyes of history, you can say when a president was bad or when a president was good. And in the eyes of history, we will look back at this time and say we had the worst president ever. I, I like how you you are speaking from like this authoritative position on through the eyes of history. Like who? How <laughs> how do you come? Yeah, to I think that? the the whole concept that's, of that's of authority is and there needing to be one is something that you you definitely subscribe to and i i definitely do not like how do you like how do you come to to think that like you're, you're saying through the eyes of his like what does that even mean what does that mean are y'all serious right now like are y'all serious y'all don't understand the concept of us being able to read a history book or look back at history of any period of time of humanity since it has been written down and be able to pinpoint places where it was good for humanity and not and or bad for humanity. Y'all saying that I can't do that. Uh, Y'all saying that there's no authority on history, that there's no there's no scale that measures history and the span of it and saying oh in this time in history we were good in this time in history things were bad like are y'all serious right now you can't look back at the french revolution and be like you know if the, you think the french is looking back at the revolution is like depending on who you ask you know yes. it wasn't a resolution yes. it was a revolution yes you could find scholars a really good example to bring up too actually yes you can find scholars on both sides that would that would argue either why it was a good thing or why it was a bad thing on any issue like so so there is revolution no... is good a a, a a a state collapsing or a country collapsing is a good thing in listen, anybody's eyes listen my, my point is there is no general there's no consensus on any historical event or person you're, you're gonna have opposing views and opinions no matter who you talk about or what time frame you talk about so when you say, when you're talking about Donald Trump in that context, yes, it matters who you ask and, and exactly what you're talking about. You're talking, are you talking about how he handled the economy? Are you talking about how he handled the coronavirus? Are you talking about his foreign policy? I mean, you're literally sitting across from someone who voted for him and is telling you that that's like, that he's not a bad president. Not, not, he's not saying he's not, but he's saying like, it depends on who you ask and I think that's an example of why you would, yeah, like you, like I think, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if you know how history works. It's definitely not one unanimous decision of like bad this person, FDR, bad Teddy Roosevelt, bad Abraham Lincoln, good. Like that's not how history works. Are y'all like 
what? So <laughs> we have people who think Hitler did a good job. They're called Nazi sympathizers. Are they looked upon favorably or is that narrative even 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 teased at the mainstream? Is that narrative even teased at the main? No, it's not. In general consensus, in a unanimous consensus, we can all agree that Hitler was bad. Now, you can say, well, it depends on who you ask. It depends on if you're asking a neo-Nazi or if you're not. That's that's all it comes down to. The, what what rational people are are supporting and saying that Hitler was a good president, like was a good leader. Who 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 are y'all who who are y'all bringing up this saying like this is a educated person? That's a broad. I mean, you're framing it in a in a broad. Way. I'm not. I'm framing it in the way that y'all framed it. Y'all said that I could not say that Trump. We're gonna look back and be like Trump was a bad person. It's gonna be who you ask, who you ask. But we can look back and say Hitler was a bad person, right or wrong. But I think you're you may be choosing one of the more one of the only unanimous, and I don't think that even unanimous because if you've been to Germany, I'm sure you would find people that are wrong. Germany neo-Nazism is is like outcast. You can get like Lance, you can't like you can't like you like, can't arrested. Lance. I know you want these things to be true in fact, but like they're just not. They're not like you're. You don't know that. Like you don't know. That. I do know. I will look it up. That it is. It is. Not, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say, Lance. There's nothing you can look up. To, you can't look up this answer. You don't like. You can't decide how everyone feels about Hitler. And you can't also compare Trump to Hitler, like it's very, it's very like you, you you've done that multiple times, like as an example. And I've let the example rock because we're we're thinking of like how to compare, but you keep. Why can't I? Why can't I? I'm not saying you. Can, I'm I'm saying it's it's not it's not a fair comparison. Because he hasn't committed genocide yet. I'm I'm only I'm only pushing about back against you making a comparison because I feel like you've made some really good points during this entire conversation and I don't want those to get nullified by you like dying on the hill of whatever hill you seem to be dying on right now. The hill that you are trying to kill me on is that the history has no unanimous viewpoint and I'm telling you that as a shared humanity we are we learn from our history right we learn the leaders that did bad or the we learn from the bad leaders and that like to say that there wasn't any bad or it depends on who you ask that is not human history human history you know what they say the history is written by the victors if the victors were never the vic like if they had bad generals if they had bad leaders then we would never know about the history or no like I wanted to close just for the record. I wanted to close with everybody just kind of going around the table and saying, giving their like last ditch effort, like, Hey, go out and vote. This is why I think you should vote for this person and make your decision. So I, I feel like that is a better way to close up an election podcast. Um, even though he's Mr. I'm good at seven o'clock, my kids wake up at six and, you know, I think I, I might have stuff to do tomorrow. I might be able to sleep. I might not be able to sleep. But we don't need to be in here all night. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not campaigning for anyone. I, I think everybody should vote according to what they believe and based on their knowledge and their understanding of the issues and what's important to them. I think that's that's what we should be doing. Uh, I don't think I'm not going to tell anybody how to vote based on what I think or what I believe. Um, Yeah, I mean, if it's my if my turn, 
do what's on your heart. Do what's on your heart. If it's if it's in your, on your heart to be a part of this process, then be a part of this process because you have a right to be. If it's if it's on your heart to go to the Caribbean for the next two months and let the social unrest uh, pan out, then you know go to the Caribbean. Like do do whatever it is that has gotten you to this point, and and get as involved as you think you should get involved. Because I mean, obviously, this is something that is big enough for a lot of first time voters, me being one of them. So I'll third what they said, do what's in your heart, vote for who you want. Be prepared though, for the vote that you make. So if you don't vote, be prepared for, uh, what may happen if you don't vote, like who could be in office and what does four more Trump's four more years of Trump look like. Um, if you, uh, don't vote and you know you need to think about what is four more what is four years of biden look like if you do vote um you know again being prepared for the decision uh, of your vote i voted for biden i am prepared uh as much as i can be for the reaction to if biden loses or if biden wins um i have kind of already prepared that for myself so i ask this all y'all kind of prepare for yourself or this will not be the last election um and we will continue to go on after this um but it's up to us to manifest and imagine how we will go on particle sons episode one